Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And today we have another special ZeroCon related episode. Today we've got uh, Amanda Newton, the head of community in Australia for Zero. G'day, Amanda. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming. Yeah, exactly. Thanks it, feels, for coming on. it feels very special to have the head of the community here with us today. <laughs> the head is nothing without the body. Let's just <laughs> <that in context. laughs> very modest. Yeah, very modest. Yeah. Uh, well, we're, as Tim said, we're very uh, happy that you're on. We, we love the Zero community. We, we feel part of the Zero community, and that's probably some of what we'll speak about a bit later on. Yeah. Um, but, Tim, first, what is the, <laughs> the Tim and Dan Tim, how's your week? Although um, it's only been a few days since we last recorded. <laughs> I know. Um, we were talking about this before we uh, hit the record button. How about their magpies at the moment? <laughs> Just swooping everyone. Like there's no tomorrow. I, I do have a good view up from my office window of you with your dog out the back and just a magpie going between a you know a, an electricity pole and a tree just constantly swooping <laughs> you guys while you're standing up the back. Yeah. Um, Amanda, you were saying you even have some at your house as well. Yes, I do. So I have uh, two magpies that sit out the front of our house oh. uh, who swoop during this time of the year. So makes for a um, makes for a great start to the day getting out to the car. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah just, it gets the adrenaline running. If you, if you don't see them and they come from behind, which is usually the way they swoop you, it's the most terrifying noise. They just <laughs> click their ankles or something and it feels like they're right behind you. It does. I've never actually been hit. Have you been hit? Amanda, before? Uh, no, I haven't. My husband's been hit though. Mm. So, and they sit on top of our chimney. We've got a, um, a large chimney stack on the top of our house and they yeah. fly from the chimney stack to the um, gum tree and back again. So, they really are uh, waiting for us to come out. <laughs> you must have done something to them in a past life or something like that. But, um, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, actually, I, an interesting fact on that. It is earlier than usual for magpies to be swooping. It's normally it's spring. Yeah, so it's it's um, been a warmer winter than normal, right? And so it's brought on their mating season earlier. Magpies. There we go. Yeah, that explains so, it. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't usually swoop this time of year. That's a good fun fact, Tim. Yeah. What about you, Dan? What's been happening? So, uh, Tim, I'm going to give you a taste of your own medicine here, <laughs> no, and yes. I've got a list of options you can choose from. Beautiful. So, uh, you can either choose uh, Big Shoulder Dan, <laughs> Survivor Puzzle Madness, Ooh. or uh, Stargazing. What do you think, Amanda? I'm going stargazing. Stargazing. Okay. Stargazing it is. All right. So, my story this week is that uh, on the weekend, I acquired a brand new telescope, Tim. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's a five-inch, uh, not the whole size, but that's the, the size of the aperture. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, that's a, a very small telescope. Yeah. It's a lot bigger. doesn't matter. It's a lot bigger than that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's got, it's got the, the proper mounts and things, which means it follows the rotation of the Earth. Unfortunately, oh, wow. since I've got it, it's been nothing but cloudy skies. Uh. Um, but what I'm really keen is for when the right time of year comes around, you know, seeing the, the rings around Saturn and the moons and uh, <laughs> checking out a few constellations and things in the sky. That is exciting, Dan. So I, I spent the Sunday afternoon because it was a, one of my friends actually owned it. He didn't use it anymore and I, I struck a deal with him. So nice. I spent the afternoon cleaning it and getting it all uh, ready to go. Nice. And uh, very exciting. I'm excited. So quick question, Dan. 
What did you do with your old telescope that your housemates used to give you a lot of crap for, <laughs> for taking up room? It was no good. It was a lot smaller. The ap- actually, it was it was longer, but the aperture was a lot smaller, so you couldn't really yeah. see anything, and it was yeah. rubbish. And it's currently sitting out the front, ready for the next council pickup. <laughs> well, at least you're not hoarding it. That's, exactly. That I'm getting rid of it. That is one thing. I am getting rid of it. This one's be- much better. I'll send you a picture. It's much better. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, Amanda, what have you been up to? You've been busy preparing for ZeroCon, I imagine. Hundred percent, absolutely. So we are. Um, I spent yesterday going through some of the breakout content slides um, mm. and getting super, super excited. Um, I am also looking for synonyms of excited because I can't be excited every single time I yeah. do a social media yeah. post. Yeah. So enthusiastic. Building uh, different uh, different words that I can use um, was suggested that ready to pop or bursting was an option, but I just don't think it's the way I'd like. Yeah. Also joyful. So these are the things that I'm spending my time doing, just making sure that I can really convey with energy just, um, how how delirious we all are here. Just delirious. There's one. Just spending, yeah. Your head's just in a thesaurus. Yeah, I go to synonyms.com. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the word pumped. Or something. Pumped. pumped. Yep. You're pumped. Um, and uh, maybe just ready to rip it up. That's, uh, rip that's it a term we uh, skiing term. coined when we were skiing. Yeah. So, uh, rip it up. Yep, definitely. I think <laughs> I'm going to need all of these because I've got a lot of stuff that I'll be communicating over the next week and a half. And yeah. I'm going to need lots of different ways to stay excited. Because quite frankly, that is the level we are all operating on now. So we can see it all mm. coming together. Um, and cool. it is. It's going to be great. Hey, when you, when you travel to ZeroCon as Zero... Imagine you must take up a full plane for all you guys <laughs> heading up there, right? Yeah, so we go up, um, obviously we come in from different states. So I'm yeah. based in Melbourne. Um, there's a fair contingent that go up and we go up at different times um, based on uh, what you're doing and, and when you need to be there. But the coming home, um, yes, so last year after uh, the uh, after party, uh, the rap party, the next day, I yeah. think um, there was a very large contingent of zeros at the airport already to depart <laughs> Brisbane nice, in nice. various different locations. Um, and that was uh, that was great. It was good fun. Yeah, I can imagine. Pretty weird. Everyone being in the same place, mm. yeah, heading off. All right. Uh, yeah, that's good. All right. I've got a business update, Tim. Do you, uh, nice I'm not sure if you have one as well. I've got no. two quick ones. Keeping on with the stargazing theme, mm-hmm. um, I read an interesting article about the Australian Space Agency, okay. which has kind of been in the news a lot lately. Sure. Um, and they're estimating, they're trying to increase the amount of jobs in the sector in Australia. Currently, they're at 10,000. They want it to be 30,000 in 10 years. So, there's 10,000 jobs. Yeah, in- but the, the categories that they were including in that was quite broad. It was everything right. from like Foxtel through to the NBN because they have satellites. Oh, right. Yeah. Interesting. So, so it's, the com- it's the commercial... Space okay. industry, so it's not just you know mm. sending people to the International Space Station. Australia doesn't do that. It's it's more sure. about um, commercializing it with satellites and the NBN and communications. Cool. And why are they looking to expand so much? They just think it's a growth industry. They okay. just think it's going to create a lot of jobs. Um, there's a few space companies up in northern Australia that are starting that are like want to shoot rockets up from nice. in Australia, which is something that we don't really do. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. And, and apparently at, at the G7, a few of the other leaders inquired Scott Morrison about ways to collaborate with the space agencies and okay. things. So it's a growing area that we should keep an eye on. Yeah, very cool. I like it. In, um, just outside of Canberra, there's um, a great little space that's got uh, half a dozen big satellites that actually are quite actively involved in 
um, space management. Yeah. Well, if you haven't been to see those, well worth going out and having a look because it does help you realize that we, you know, we do play a a significant role. role, Yeah. Even, you know, back in the day with the the tracking of uh, the Apollo missions and things, you know, we all know that Australia was part of that because the earth turns and yeah. you can't always be facing the direction you want to be facing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, they, you know, those networks need places all the way around the, ro- around the world to track a lot of this stuff. Definitely. Yeah, it's fascinating. You got, mm. you got a business update, Tim? Well, mine's kind of from left field. Mm. Uh, Amanda, do you follow the AFL at all? Um, is the correct answer yes? <laughs> well, for, for half of the people in this podcast, it would be yes. And for the other half, which is me, it, it'd be no. Uh, no, unfortunately. <laughs> That's fine. No, no dramas. Well, I was just going to say, you might have seen um, Stephen Cornelio. He um, signed a massive deal with GWS last night, but mm. you probably didn't see it, I guess. No one saw it. <laughs> it was just me? <laughs> just you. No, so, if you're in the AFL fraternity, this has been a huge deal, this one. Um, it's been talked about all year. And mm. there's usually one player that's out of contract that they talk about all year. And it's always whether he's going to stay or go. Mm-hmm. He chose to stay. Mm. Um, so, the report is... So, he signed a seven-year deal. The report is he gave up over $3 million over seven years. Mm-hmm. My gripe with this as an accountant is they talk in gross wages. Everyone talks in gross wages. Right. So, um, the media is like, he's given up $3 million to sign this deal with GWS. Mm. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but that's before tax. Yeah. It'll be at the highest marginal tax rate. <laughs> so, really, it's more like 1.5 mil in his pocket. <laughs> and then there's like agents and things that he's going to pay from that money. Yeah. I'd just love to know if that factored into his decision making hmm. um, before he signed that deal. So, whether, whether he did a bit of a tax plan. Whether or not he considers tax and whether or not he considers uh, all the rest of it. But with sports people and other artists, they do get income averaging rules. Yeah. So, if they get a big payout in one year, it averages over a couple of years it or seemed, whatnot. Yeah. Well, it seems like he's just going to have a lot over mm. seven years. So Yeah, right. Mm. Interesting. But yeah, I mean, that's just got my brain ticking on that. I'd love it if there was a bit more conversation about net wages yeah. rather than gross wages. I'd love it, Tim, if there was a podcast, say, called Accounting with the Numbers. Uh, no, what was it? Uh, <laughs> Playing with the Numbers. Playing with the Numbers, which is our uh, much, much talked about second podcast, which we've, <laughs> which we've never got around to, uh, to discuss that. But that's, yeah, that's a good one, Tim. Thank you. Uh, all right. You can relate that back down to the individual, surely. Like, yeah. You think about when you go for a job and you know the, the package is... You know, X amount, but that's not what you're bringing home, is it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. I mean, that's what I mean. Um, I have clients and even friends sometimes talk about different wage levels. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, but it sounds so much more when it's that high amount. And mm. it is more, but it's not so much more than you think. Yeah. Um, so, like earning 400000 versus 300000 it's not exactly $100,000 better off. Yeah, exactly. It's pocket. about half of that. So, yeah. Well, one individual earns X amount, but a family with two individuals earns the same amount mm. split over two people is yeah, different. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. then it makes it really hard and complex to budget because what mm. you think you're earning isn't what actually comes into your yes. bank account. It's very so contextual. Yeah. yeah, that's if people find that complicated. Exactly. And often you find people earning that sum of money, they know they're earning a large sum, but they don't really account for the tax no. side of things. Mm. So, in their head, they're probably thinking, oh, I've got $400,000 a year to, to sort of play with here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, spending tends to increase. Yeah, <laughs> that is what happens. Yeah. Uh, so, Tim... Uh, so just before you came into this room, I was chatting to Amanda and we're talking yeah. about Tim's Tardust Tips. Ah. And Amanda does have a, a potential another really? name for this. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so I'm out there crusading for the concept of uh, tight ass to be redefined as thrifty. Ah, thrifty. Yeah. I like it. Thr- thrifty, Tim. Thrifty was well, something, you know, my, my grandparents were rewarded for being thrifty. That was really. Act- you know, that was a thing that was a, an asp- uh, you would aspire to be thrifty. It was a wow. um, good, good household management to be thrifty. So I think that's we awesome. should uh, be with the positive charge. I think that's great. Um, this is really good that we're getting the head of community um, on here because you've got so many good ideas. I do want to start like a, a tight ass ism community, but maybe thrifty. Thriftyism. Thriftyism, Tim. <laughs> well, we did say that uh, thrifty Tim sound, doesn't sound the same as True. Uh, yeah, it sounds like I'm going to rip you off or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all about the clickbait, right? It's all about the um, I like um, stingy, but then that also. <laughs> that's, that's much worse. <laughs> When we played AFL, I was a defender and we'd always be like, stingy defense. That was our like mm. most positive comment we could say about ourselves. Thrifty so. defense. Yeah, but now it's, a, now it's efficient, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> True. All right. So, Tim, do you have a uh, tight ass or thrifty tip this week? Uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see what I've got here in the in the bank. I've, I've actually got an idea as well, Tim, is that mm-hmm. I, I'm actually going to go through the, the previous maybe 10 episodes and and see what each of your tips were mm-hmm. and then calculate if you followed those in a year, what would <laughs> what your actual say. household savings be? Brilliant. I love it. I think that's such a good idea, Dan. <laughs> All right. Um, so, this week's uh, tip is called, with your car, skip a service. <laughs> I'm not Brandy sure this is great advice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look, I only speak out of uh, personal experience here. Mm. I uh, recently accidentally skipped a service. Mm. And I've got to say, my car was still running fine mm. for some reason. And so, I hadn't had a service since February 2018. Mm-hmm. And I got it serviced last week because I'm driving a fair distance this weekend. Mm. And um, yeah, it... They just, they were like, all right, we'll just, we won't do the 25,000 kilometer service. Mm. We'll just do the 40,000 kilometer service. And tight ass Tim thought, I just saved myself 300 bucks there. <laughs> so, here's some immediate holes I can poke in that. Yeah. All right. So, the first one being is uh, there are certain services that you don't want to skip. Mm-hmm. Like uh, after a certain amount of Ks, you know, you're getting closer to 100 here, probably at 80 or 90, you might need to change the fan belt. Yeah. And that can snap and ruin your whole engine if you don't do that. So, don't skip that. Don't skip that one. Don't skip that. Um, also, with my car, obviously, I've got capped price servicing. Um, but part of that is every time I go back and get the correct uh, service at the right time, mm. they renew my warranty for a year. Nice. So, it comes yeah. with the normal five but, years, but if I can have warranty for above 10. That's cool. If I get it serviced on time properly. But that does mean that they are getting a service from me every yeah. every 20,000 exactly. Ks, um, exactly. which is probably might not be necessary all the time. Yeah, Sometimes you need a big service to get things maintained and updated. Yep. Um, so, here's my add-on add on to this. Add on? Okay. Uh, skip unnecessary ones as long as it doesn't yeah. affect your warranty and things. Definitely. Hmm. Well, it didn't affect me and I definitely saved money on it. Hmm. Um, or just change the oil and things I yourself. Think, I think I was definitely like, no, I can't do that. Dan. <laughs> Don't be silly. Come on. <laughs> a proper tight ass would, but... <laughs> no. Not a proper tight ass named Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pen pusher, yeah. all right? <laughs> but um, yeah, so that, that was actually quite handy. Mm. They did say though, if my car was a diesel, 
um, that it would have broken down a good 12 mm. months ago. So yeah. maybe a few cars of petrol. Uh, uh, another well. tight ass tip to add on to here, Tim, um, at Dan's Dollar Savers. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have an electric car, you need to get it serviced a lot less because it doesn't have a combustible engine yeah. that degrades and needs the oil and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting, maybe, maybe. interesting mm-hmm. comparison. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. And that offset of living on the edge, I'm sure it really fueled you further, right? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> like, I am being crazy. My car could break down at yeah. any time. Yeah. I have a feeling, like, I say I forgot the service, but really I have a feeling that it was just my subconscious doing what I really wanted to do <laughs> and not spend money on the car. You've so. been a tight ass for so long that it's just ingrained in your subconscious now. Yeah, yep, exactly. That's so. funny. So well done to my subconscious. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's move on to our main topic, mm-hmm. which is our conversation with Amanda. Yeah. Um, and just about obviously being head of community, you'd have a lot to do with uh, developing the community that everyone feels and experiences around zero, and the accountants, the bookkeepers, the end users. Mm. Um, but what exactly? And this is the question we asked Matt as well. So what exactly does your job entail? Uh, so, um, my job is to help uh, our zero community connect together mm. and form relationships that are valued as peer-to-peer. So, okay. uh, I think that iron sharpens iron and I think that we have some extraordinary bookkeepers and accountants that we work with um, and my role is to help them connect together as an industry so that they can share, inspire, um, they can grow uh, and then they can be part of something that's bigger than themselves that we've essentially facilitated but don't actively participate in ourselves. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. interesting because, you know, traditionally in a number of years ago, and it might just be in, in our experience in this area, that accountants didn't really speak to each other. You know, they were mm. seen as adversaries. They weren't really people that would talk and, and communicate and have that open dialogue. Whereas I do find today, you know, we're reaching out to other accountants to sit down and have a chat and, and you know, yeah. just get to know just, them and reach out to the community and go to things like ZeroCon and, and yeah. stuff like that and experience what everyone's doing because there's, there's enough clients out there for everybody. Then there's enough work. There's enough, yeah. uh, there's enough things to do. And, and if you want to be on top of the best practice, then you need to know what everyone else is doing. Well, I think that's you've you've, um, pointed out there, I think, the big change, and that was the cloud allowed you as accountants and bookkeepers to work with clients anywhere around Australia or anywhere around the globe, Mm. whereas traditionally it was very geographically based. So if you were a suburban accountant, you probably had your client pool from your local geography, which meant that you were probably felt a little bit more competitive because the accountant up the street was probably trying to work with the same people that you were trying to work with and you weren't connecting beyond your local geography. Whereas the cloud allowed us to work with anybody anywhere. So suddenly I don't feel as competitive because Mm. I could be chasing a niche that's uh, on a, you know, on a vertical, for example, I'd be really good with tradespeople or really good with retail people. Mm-hmm. I could be working with a retailer in Queensland right the way down to Victoria. So I am interested, I'm more able to do, to connect with accountants and bookkeepers because I don't see them necessarily as the same uh, same competitor as I would have mm. previously. I think that's definitely been a, a distinction. And then just recognising that, you know, having that mentality of abundance is certainly changing things as well. You know, seeing that now that the floodgates are open to work with so many more clients in so many different ways, that there is so much out there for everybody to have their fair share of the pie. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, 
and even for us, it's just been nice to have, I suppose, people to compare notes with, a mm. um, bit of a support network too. So, uh, for example, recently uh, we're looking at hiring someone and um, it's it, if we had known more accountants, it would have definitely been easier um, mm. because we could just say, hey, have you had any candidates recently that you interviewed You'd be, for some reason didn't hire mm. that you might be able to pass on their details to us? Um, so, yeah, I think it's a really um, good thing which Zero has done for the accounting industry. Mm. Um, they've really made us... I suppose, less um, vicious towards each other. <laughs> um, and it's a good learning for people in business, in any industry, really. Mm. Uh, there's a lot to be learned by just speaking with your counterparts in industry. And it's better to be friends in, than enemies. Absolutely. <laughs> not colluding on price or anything like that. That's definitely not <laughs> what we're saying. But, but, um, but definitely um, talking to each other and, and I guess, um, talking about your issues and, and the things that work well for you. It's mm. definitely, you don't have to give away your secrets, but... Yeah. yeah, and what we've tried to do at Zero is we create a an atmosphere or an environment where we hope that people can share um, generously and they can have an element of vulnerability without feeling like they're at risk because it does take mm. to be generous with your experiences, to, to share what's going on, maybe what's not working for you, what is working for you. Um, there's a lot of trust involved in that um, and so we see our role as making sure that that platform um, is available that people can trust and feel protected and safe so that they can share um, between each other and that you know, there is great benefits for everybody involved um, in the community if we can share experiences. Um, we sort of, I liken myself to, um, you know, uh, being the wedding celebrant. Um, you know, it's not about, we're not the bride or the groom, it's not about us, but we're an important part to make sure that the day runs well mm. uh and you know that's how we it's how i look at my role is i'm not uh you know it's not about us at zero but we want to create an extraordinary experience for our partners that's cool so talk us through how you have i suppose made such an amazing community um of basically zero fans <laughs> i guess mm. um in bookkeepers and accountants um there's got to be a lot of different avenues that you've approached to do that um, yeah, so we have our community exists in all different ways. So we have lots of what we call in real life experiences. So things like ZeroCon is our community nice. coming together face-to-face -face and connecting. And we make sure that we facilitate small engagement. So I run, you know, small coffee catch-ups and introductions right the way through to the larger big networking events and drinks because we want to make sure that everybody feels comfortable. Some people want to connect on a small scale. Some people want to be part of the, the bigger, wider atmosphere. Um, we have uh, an online presence. So we've got our Facebook group. Um, is the platform of choice for us yep. at the moment mm -hmm. where we encourage all of our accountants and bookkeepers to get on board with the community there and, again, hear directly from us around some things that will be happening here but also to share experiences amongst themselves. Um, and then we have uh, our blogs and our content where we endeavour to kind of encourage our community mm -hmm. to share their experiences with our wider small business um networks so we can actually spotlight some of their successes and celebrate successes with them which is a big part of being a positive community yeah definitely um it's showing um it's giving kudos to those people who are successful but also giving some um ideas to other people about how they can learn from that and um use their experience as well so that yeah that's that's awesome i mean i see 
um, in speaking to you, I see so much scope for for all businesses to be developing their own community. Mm. Um, wouldn't you think? Oh, absolutely. So you, you know, if you think about yourselves as a small business, you are already a community. You've got your yeah. clients. You maybe got some of your um, colleagues, your professional referral networks. I mean, that is. You, You've got your local geographic areas, your geography. So you've got communities already in play. Um, and you know, we people want to belong. We're the most connected society's ever been, and yet loneliness is at an all-time peak. Mm. So people are craving community, and usually a community comes around a common shared experience. So at zero, our community comes about because you know, zero is the platform that the accountants and the bookkeepers are, um, are working with, but that's only the beginning of where you know, those shared experiences come from. Mm. Um, and as a small business, uh, you can have your own community and whether that is you know, the shared experiences that they're clients of yours or that yeah. you're all in small business in your town or these great ways that you can be facilitating that sense of connectedness and it's great for your clients and it's great for your business. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, um, one of the things that Zero probably had to overcome before they went down this path of community and <clears throat> working on connecting people was probably the fear of, of being that liaison and the middle person there. Um, was there any point when you were, I suppose, um, developing the community that there was some fear or trepidation that you had to overcome before you did that? Because I know just thinking about Dan and I, we're not huge on, you know, we're not great with social media and <laughs> uh, we're busy. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm not great at social media. And um, I suppose it's just one of those things like you, you're a bit scared to maybe create that group or um, put together that, that chat um, that people say your clients could be a part of mm. because you're going to be connecting them together and maybe they can all go behind your back and complain about you <laughs> or something. But um, was, there, was there, I mean, is there ever an element of that fear or that social media sort of um, lack of nous that, mm. that uh, you guys have had to work against? Uh, so one thing um, I know about Zero more than anything else is that we are truly authentic. Mm. And authenticity means that we are human at heart and that there has definitely been instances where the community um, haven't been happy with some of the things that we've done and we've always owned that. Mm. Uh, so I think that authenticity is the starting point of being a leader yeah. in the community and recognising, again, that this our community is not about us. Yeah, yeah. We, are a, yeah, we are a very valued uh, it's a valuable opportunity for us to be part of it and we love being part of the community, but it's not our community. Yeah. Um, and that mentality has been critical to making sure that we stay in line with what the community wants of us, mm. which is creating those safeguards, creating that space, but allowing it to be what our members want it to be. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good answer. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it um, kind of reminds me when when there's like a, and this is kind of a, a left field comment but when there's a, a, a really famous book or a movie or something yeah. and you get these fans yeah. you know um cultures around them that yeah. take on a life of their own separate <laughs> to what that thing is in the first place like you think of like i guess what i'm saying is zero yeah, is like fiction. the star trek of uh <laughs> you know of, of accounting software it's got this uh community around it that build its own environment it's yeah. almost separate to the the thing itself true um, yeah, like it can be, you know, our community is what it needs to be for for the community members, and it it uh, continues to play a role. And we don't really define what that role needs to be. Mm. Um, we, you know, we don't create the conversations. 
we moderate them to make sure that they're respectful and that they're mm. positive. Yeah. Um, you know, we encourage, we really reward positive engagements. We think that that's the, you know, that's the kind of space because that's in line with who we are in terms yeah. of it being a great welcoming space. Um, but, you know, beyond that, we give it the freedom that it needs to have. Um, certainly since I've come, I've been on board for the last uh, 12 months, we mm don't delete comments we you know we don't we give people freedom to you know respectfully engage and connect and we've seen some wonderful things come through our community we've seen great stories of um, new partners that link in and get extraordinary advice and can start off really successfully we've seen it being a space that people can communicate to us some frustrations and mm. you know we hear that firsthand it's great to hear directly from your customers as to you know where things are that could be improved so it plays a really important role internally for us but most importantly it's there because we think it's valuable for the community that's cool it, it is it is funny to hear you speak um some, some of the things that you say like um you know it's most important to be human and mm. it, it's when, when we speak to, to more and more people from zero, like uh, Elliot or like Matt mm. or like Trent, um, you you all obviously stick to that set of values that, mm. that zero has, like one of them being being human. Mm. Um, and it, it, it like, I wonder, it, does that often flow through as well to the community? Like, it, do, you, do you see um, a reflection of, of zero's, um, values or, or zeros, uh, even excitement or product or whatever, um, in the community itself, or like, is it, is it easy to build something like that? Just using your own, um, the business's own values and pushing them out. Yeah. So I think, um, you're, I think you're absolutely correct that you'll see common threads between anybody that you talk at zero. Um, and the reason that is, is not necessarily because we stick to the values. It's because Zero is brilliant at hiring people who already Have relate values, to the yeah. values. Mm. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's not Elliot, Matt, myself, all understanding transvision and following through. That's, you know, individually, we've all had those values already mm-hmm. and Zero are great at finding those people and bringing them on board. So we actually, you know, walk those values in life as we do in work, which makes it a lot easier. So yeah. when we bring ourselves to zero, um, zero talks about doing the best work of your life. Um, and it is extraordinary that that actually is what happens here at zero. It's the most extraordinary place to work for um, because cool. you get your colleagues all have similar shared values um, and you're all inspired and passionate to do your best work um, and zero are great at facilitating that. Do I think that then follows through to the community? Absolutely. Mm. I think it absolutely does. Mm. Um, I think our community, I think Zero is great at demonstrating um, and making those values, um, connecting those values, not only through their employees, uh, but every single touch point that they've got. And that's, you know, that is contagious because they're great values. They're good things to adhere to. And Mm. so um, I believe that that does correlate through to the community that we create. Absolutely. So, Amanda. What is, hmm. what is the future of the community? Is there any big changes coming or big announcements um, or I, I suppose different feels coming there? In, um, or is it like largely going to stay the same? Um, Let and it evolve with the community itself. As you said, whatever their needs are is generally the way it hmm. goes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still, um, it, it's definitely still evolving. So it is, uh, as I said, my, my role is to you know, keep it on, keep it on track and create those safe guardrails, but 
in essence, allow it to move where it needs to. Um, I've been on board for 12 months, which has been a wonderful time to sort of get an understanding. Mm. Um, I've you know, brought to the table a lot of community experience. Mm. Uh, so over the next 12 months, you know, I've got some ideas about how I'd like to you know, make a few tweaks um, to continue to you know, give the best value we possibly can to our community members. Um, and you'll see those you know, roll out over the, over the next few months. Cool. So, uh, as you just kind of mentioned, you do have a lot of experience. I was reading through uh, some of your um, history and bio, and it mentioned that you were, you know, a deputy mayor of, of your community when you were twenty-one, um, yes. and you've you've had lots of experience in between then and now. So, mm. with your experience and and you know, with zero in mind as well, what are some of the lessons that you've learned? Or, and I'm kind of just throwing this at you, and or, or what are some <laughs> of the uh, the hints and tips you might be T- telling somebody who is trying to build a community like for instance us we've got a small business as you said with our clients and our community um what way would you uh, what would you suggest to somebody who is trying to to build that community uh so i think authenticity is important yep uh so i think and leading um leading authentically which means that uh you know you are you're able to understand that you don't perfect perfection is the enemy of of good, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay to yeah. to not be perfect and mm-hmm. be and demonstrate and lead with vulnerability because that allows people to feel that it's a safe space. Um, and I think be kind. Gosh, geez, it, yeah. <laughs> as humans, we should just be kind. And in a community, that's critical. Um, you know, I don't know the percentage. I think you know the the large percentage of communication that is essentially non-verbal. Yeah. Um, is all where you know we're relying in a community often on social media, you know, being able to communicate succinctly in 160 characters yeah. or being able to succinctly communicate in a Facebook forum means that people are really restricted on how they can get their message across. And it's really important to just be kind because sometimes they've not communicated precisely what they thought they were trying to say yeah. maybe they you know put a caps lock somewhere where there didn't need to be one and maybe <laughs> yeah. they picked the wrong emoji but that's okay because <laughs> it's a community and we should all be we should just all be kind and recognize that you know everybody's on a different path but we've got some common elements and that there is much to be gained by lifting other people up mm. um you know we all benefit if the rising of the tides so yeah. that would be that's my cool. advice just be kind and lead with authenticity. I like that. I like that. Um, it's a good um, lesson for me when Dan puts a bad gif in my group chat that he's in with me <laughs> and uh, I, I won't curse him out as much as I usually do. Yeah, because normally Tim's fond of the, the huge curse out on... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All caps. All caps. You yeah. idiot. You're an idiot, Dan. That was the worst gif I've ever seen. Next time I'll just give you a thumb up. Yeah, I'd appreciate that? a thumb up, Tim. <laughs> Be kind. And, um, and I would say that nothing ever beats in real life engagements. Yeah. So, you know, you can't form, your relationships will either be solidified by meeting face-to-face yeah. um, or they'll start by meeting face-to-face. Mm. But it's, there's still so much as, you know, as humans, there's still so much to be said for connecting um, in person. Um, and, you know, it's important that if you want to create those connections with your clients or with the people that you work with or your employees, you know, you need to branch out beyond relying on email, social media, 
um, and the written word, there's still a space for the telephone call. There's still a space for meeting to people face to face. Yeah, I think that's really easy to forget in professional services these days. Mm. Um, and it's definitely something you've really got to actually make an effort to do now um, because it's so easy to just email people or yeah. text them or message them. So, it's definitely something Dan and I, uh, even in our own accounting firm, have been talking about trying to clear up time so Just that we to go can and see people. Yeah. Go and see people because we save people time. You know, we don't have to do the sign off meeting or mm. we don't have to um, meet in person because we know you're busy. Mm. Um, but it would be nice to still um, maintain the relationship face to face, like you mm. said, um, and, and build our community that way. So, yeah. yeah, there's so much that you'll learn through meeting face-to-face that you just, it will take you forever to determine via email or mm, text. Uh, absolutely. Which is why events are such a cool thing like ZeroCon. Exactly, yeah. Um, Bringing it back to ZeroCon. Yeah. So, what what, uh, what have you got on the agenda at ZeroCon then? I, I know that you're involved in a few of the breakouts I've seen. Um, yeah. What, so what are been, you doing? Yeah, so I'm involved in a couple of the breakouts. I've been involved in shaping the topics and the content for some of the breakouts based on nice. what we know the community are looking for. So, mm-hmm. um you know, being able to help shape what we, we think the community want to hear from us right now in some of those elements. Um, I'm uh, I'm on the floor roving uh, for the entire uh, couple of days. So I'm there for right from day zero um, through till close, making sure that you know, we're facilitating those connections. I've already got um, many partners that are reaching out who are coming for the first time, who are keen to meet other people who are coming for the first time. Um, so I can help make sure that they have those connection points. Um, we want it to be a community experience. We don't want it to. We don't want you to come along to a conference on your own, leave on your own, and you know, having not met somebody. We certainly want to make sure that you're taking. You know, that the um, delegates are having the opportunity to connect with other people. Mm. This is a great time to not only mm. you know, meet with the app providers and meet with the zeros, but actually to just meet with other peers who are doing great things. Everybody at ZeroCon is doing something extraordinary. Um, this is your opportunity to meet others who might be doing different things and understand how that correlates to what you're doing or doesn't correlate. It's a great opportunity to share those experiences. Um, we've, I've got some partners who are keen to particularly um, learn more about some of the apps, so I'm facilitating some of those connection cool. points and just generally making sure that everybody's having a, a valuable experience. Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely, it's one of those events I feel like I've, we've never been, but I feel like we're going to come away from it with about a thousand ideas <laughs> and like, 100%. This, this would so be nice. Clear would be your nice. diary for the week after because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to get traction on a bunch of things. Yeah. True. I mean, the, the advantage that we have is because we are coming to ZeroCon with the podcast mm. is that we do have the opportunity to speak to a lot of people while we're there yeah and uh you know have some in-depth conversations about either if it's a it's an add-on just what they do and what their advantages are or if it's people at zero about the the announcements that might be coming and hmm. uh, i do feel we're going to come away with a lot of ideas tim so what are you most excited for amanda uh, what am i most excited for yeah Excited to, um, I genuinely, I am thrilled when people make connections. Uh, So I'm most excited uh, to meet all the new ZeroCon attendees who we're uh, going to be gathering together the morning before the keynote. So heads up, we'll be at the coffee stand behind the Zero stand at 8.30 in the morning. And that I'm looking forward to that because that's the opportunity to help 
um, new attendees who've never been before to connect up, make some relationships and then get the most they can out of ZeroCon. It can be quite overwhelming to come for your first time. So when you enter into that marketplace, it is a huge space with so many things there to do. Um, And it's important to try and connect beforehand with, in my view, someone who's been before because there's some real tips about making sure you get the most out of those couple of days. And we know that you're away from busy practices, you're investing to come along, you want to make sure that you get the most out of the experience. Um, And we've got a couple of partners on hand who who have really done, worked out how to make a real science out of it. No, Um, there's there's an app, someone should develop this, there's an app when you go to like Disneyland or Universal and and based on the waiting times for certain (laughs) rides, it calculates like an algorithm for the day based on the time of year, what it's looking like today, which things you should go to in what order to yeah. get the most out of the day. That's cool. Well, that's uh, it because you, you want to make sure you get the most out of the experience. Um, we're running a official Facebook group for ZeroCon Brisbane 2019. So that's uh, the kind of the behind the scenes connection point. Okay. We'll be um, able to you know share all the things that are happening on the floor <laughs> from various angles throughout the whole couple of days. So that's well worth being on that, um, on that Facebook group as well. Uh, cool. And then, yeah, just picking the brains of those that have been before because it is it is a real science to make sure that you come with what you want to achieve. You'll always get extra, which is great. And then, to be honest, the real power of ZeroCon is what you do with it when you leave. Yeah, yeah true. Absolutely. Very true. Well, I think that probably brings us to the end of our, our main topic here. Uh, so, thanks for all of that, Amanda. We do quickly have another thing which I, I didn't actually even tell you about, so feel free to <laughs> ignore this. Um but what it is is we just uh, give a shout out to something that we've enjoyed during the week, or um, could be a book, could be a movie, could be anything that you like. Um, mine, I've got two. The first mm-hmm. one is ZeroCon. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Giving it a shout out. Okay. Uh, and the second is the US Open started this week. Oh. Yes, yeah, so I've been Flushing en- Meadows. I've, I've been enjoying that a little bit. Um, That's cool. It's only been the first round so far and oh. all the big names seem to be making it through. Um, although there was a big game between uh, Sharapova and Serena Williams first round. Sharapova got flogged. Ah. 6-1, 6-1. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'm enjoying that. So shout That's out to fun. the Australian Open. Uh, Tim, do you have another thing this week? Uh, yes, I was... Uh, well, my wife is away for work at the moment so i had a pick of the pick of the shows to watch last night on tv and uh, i haven't been watching the afl channel on foxtel and um you just tune out now amanda at the time <laughs> <laughs> did they actually televise that stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah. believe, believe it or not they have a 24 hour a day channel for oh AFL, which is, I love it. And um, there's a great show called Open Mike. Mm. Essentially, Mike Sheehan, um, his name's Mike. That's why it's mm. called Open Mike. Mm. He's a journalist mm-hmm. and he usually interviews someone. Now, there's a great Essendon player from the past named John Coleman. Mm. He played 98 games, Dan, mm. and he kicked almost 600 goals. Whoa. Yeah. In his first game ever, this was back in the 1950s. Yeah. First game ever, he kicked 12 goals. And in that first season, he was 20 years old, he kicked 100 goals. That's a lot. So, the, the numbers of goals this guy was kicking was just And he only phenomenal. played 98 games. I suppose back he, then, you get injured quickly. You've got to have another job usually. He and, injured his yeah. knee. Yeah. yeah. But apparently... Yeah, anyway. So, he, he basically dug into his story and, and interviewed a bunch of people who knew him or um, played against him mm. and got a bit of backstory behind him. Because there's no not much video footage. Mm. It was back in the, the 50s. Mm. So, unfortunately, there's not a lot of... Um, footage of him playing but 
uh, he was just a superstar. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was really interested to learn about John Coleman. Yeah, shout think. out to Open Mike on the AFL channel. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend. Uh, Amanda, as we said, we threw this upon you. No, no, so that's okay. I'm, I'm good. I'll roll with the punches, guys. All right. Do you, do you have another thing? Uh, so I will say, obviously, ZeroCon, hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. That's you know that's what I'm living and breathing right now, and mm-hmm. looking forward to that next week. Uh, and then if we're going down the television theme, um, I love Utopia, which is right. uh, got a new season that started on the ABC. ABC, yeah. Um, and that is uh, having spent a little bit of time on the outskirts of a government. Um, it yeah. is hilariously close to form. And so <laughs> nice. I just think that is a wonderful piece of television. That's awesome. I, I have wanted to watch it. I've seen the previews and I've heard other people speak about it, but I just never got around to sitting down and starting it. Is that um, on a streaming service or? It's prob- most of the seasons are probably on ABC. Uh, ABC. Yeah, they'll be I-view. on ABC iView. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so it's just it kicked off its new season, I think, last week. And so I'm catching up on that. And um, yeah, that's very funny indeed. That's awesome. <laughs> I was actually, I had one in backup here for you, Amanda, but I, so I might just ask you about this anyway because I'm interested in it. It sounds like you're, you're a big hiker. You love going hiking? Uh, yes. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we like to get out. I've got um, two children who are 13 and 11, which we can get yeah. 20 kilometers out of in a day. Oh, that's huge. That that's took huge. some effort. A lot of effort. This is um, this is cool, though, because this is uh, it was in your zero introduction. It says you hiked to Halls Gap uh, and you went to the top. You walked to the top of the Grand Canyon, laid on top of the rock and turned off all the lights and watched the stars. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so um, a really good friend is the um, one of works for Parks Victoria and uh, he takes us out um, at night to the pinnacle oh. and he has uh, one of those extraordinary um, uh, binoculars that uh, take out all of the red yeah. sure. you can see. And right. the stars that you can see with your uh, naked eye versus what you can see through his binoculars is just extraordinary. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, so we think that's a pretty special opportunity. Absolutely. Out of Hall's Gap, highly recommend anybody that uh, is travelling around and you want to see Australia uh, in its um, rural setting, that's a great place you'll see. That sounds really cool. Uh, a flora and fauna. Yeah, that yeah, sounds cool. awesome. Dan, you could take your telescope up there. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be hiking with my telescope. It's, <laughs> it's quite heavy. Uh, Anyway, that's, that's a great way to end the podcast. Thanks again for coming on, Amanda. We had a great chat and we're excited to uh, see you in person uh, next week at ZeroCon. Terrific. Looking forward to it, guys. Thanks very much. Thanks, no Amanda. worries. All right. Well, if you want to find us, uh, Instagram, Two Drunk Accountants, uh, Facebook, Two Drunk Accountants, uh, Twitter, at Two Drunk Podcast, and email twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com if you've got any questions or queries and we will calculate it. Yeah,